Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Apple announcing an extreme privacy mode for targets of government spyware. As soon as I saw this, I knew we had to talk about it. Because they're talking about the spyware made by NSO Group, which is reportedly an Israeli spyware firm. In an attempt to protect its most vulnerable users, Apple has announced an upcoming feature designed to thwart hacking attempts from government malware. And I love this, that opening sentence. This is from Vice, by the way. I love it because it suggests that the people being targeted by governments are the most vulnerable people out there. I don't know if they meant to suggest that or not, but they did. Other governments bad, our government good, so... But, you know, in the American worldview, the Israeli government is basically the American government, right? I mean, the two are intertwined, so if the Israeli government's bad, then American government is bad. Yeah, that is a little weird that they're demonizing Israel. And I'm just happy to see that they're recognizing that... uh, the people most targeted by governments are the most vulnerable. Apple's announcement specifically called malware created by Israeli spyware firm NSO Group, which was recently caught spying on dozens of journalists, government officials, and dissidents. I'm sure it was more than that. TJ was telling me yesterday when he was in the NSA, he had some kind of uh, program that could look through a foreign language book that was like, you know, a textbook sized book. And get all the information out of it, like, and summarize it. And he said um, they used to be worse because it's, like, AI that they used. And he he did this in 2004. But I know. Said, imagine what they have nowadays. Yeah, he said they had to be, like, 95% accurate. So that's insane. That's crazy. crazy. The, this new feature from Apple is called Lockdown Mode. And Apple described it as extreme and groundbreaking security capability in its press release published on Wednesday. Lockdown mode, the first major capability of its kind, coming this fall with iOS 16, and they do some advertisements here, is an extreme optional protection for the very small number of users who face grave targeted threats to their digital security, Apple wrote in the announcement. And Apple does have somewhat of a history of standing up to governments around the world. Right when the I think it was the FBI they came to Apple and said, "Hey, we want you we want you know to have a back door into all of your encrypted devices because all Apple devices are encrypted." Apple refused to turn that over. They did, however, decrypt the backups, so to speak. So if you're backing up your phone to the cloud or whatever, FBI can the FBI or whatever government agency can still subpoena all of that information from Apple and it won't be encrypted. Why is it necessary to have a a lockdown mode to keep people safe from government intrusion right aren't there supposed to be like courts and warrants and things like that that are supposed to keep governments from you know doing this sort of thing but no those don't apply maybe ian can get that uh software on his phone and keep him safe from government intrusion does he use an iphone no well I forgot about that. And at least, you know, he he had to install government spyware specifically because the government told him to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that really counts. Which is a, which is, man, that, that, that's horrible. Right. But I mean, that that is what, you know, the, the price of, you know, being an activist sometimes, but the average person, journalists, they mention shouldn't have to have a lockdown mode to keep them safe from the spying 
of the Israeli government or the American government or the Russian government or the Chinese government or whatever other government you want to insert into the equation here, people should have the right to privacy from their governments. Yep. And they, they simply don't. Another question is, why isn't this standard, right? If, if, you can, if you can protect people from government in, intrusions, then why is this an extra security mode that has to be activated instead of being the standard? And, of course, the reason for that is because it keeps your device from being u- useful. Bank account information, you know, like serious stuff that you don't want to get hacked that people just can't even be bothered to care to secure it. And then they get robbed and they're like, oh, how did how did this happen? I used to be bad about that. I had like five passwords that I alternated between. But like for like banking applications and stuff like that, I used the super secure one that was basically, you know, a statement with a bunch of characters and with a bunch of symbols and numbers and stuff in it and capital letters. So it, it was a reused password, but it was still a complicated one. Yeah, my still. bank account password is like 40 characters long. <laughs> See, that's, the, that's what I love so much about LastPass, though, is I have no idea how long some of these are because... It, it, it can let me make, make a 512 long character password if I want to. And I'm like, well, yeah, sure. Why not? Make it extra secure, right? With all sorts of uppercase letters, numbers, To me, symbols. though, if it's not stored in my brain, I feel like I can't trust it. And I probably can. I'm sure LastPass is very secure. But uh, I just, the paranoia in me sure. is just like, nope. That's, that's how I feel, too. And I know it's illogical, but I feel the same exact way. Ian is always like, why don't you use your LastPass? And I'm just like... Because I can just remember a really complicated, like a few really complicated passwords. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this on the air. Just wanted to give your listeners an update. Um. Yeah, because there has been some confusion I, I'm, uh, based uh, about where exactly Truth Smack stands. And all. I know we're doing a yeah. Farewell 15, I believe, if people mm-hmm. go to TruthSmacks.com. <laughs> that's Farewell 15 to get 15% off orders and a free small bag for every 10 ounce ordered. So, so what is going on here? Uh, fill me in. Well, so that coupon code is still good. Um, and we'll be honored and the free, um, small bag as well with every large bag ordered. But, um, yeah, so, you know, it's just been a real struggle for some time and, uh, financially, I just didn't feel I could keep it going because I was always putting more in than I was getting. It was just, you know. Sure. Uh, it was just, I love I loved what I've created, and I everyone who tries it, they love it. Um, so I, I'm proud of what I made of it. Yeah, it was um, becoming burdensome, so I thought, oh, I'm just going to, I don't know, I'm just going to walk away or I'm going to sell it. I just... You know, I was overwhelmed. <laughs> well, it's I mean, best to choose yourself, like choose what's best for you. And sure. I think it reached a, lo- a lot of people. I, I really liked uh, reading them, reading the quotes on the bag. It's hard to start up your own business. I, I mean, know I've done it or I've tended to do it a few times and it's not easy and it takes a lot of money. So especially when that has a product, right? Like yeah. my IT firm was expensive to get going and that was just services, right? I wasn't trying to sell anything. So I didn't have to have, you know, forty, fifty thousand dollars worth of inventory or whatever. I just had to be able to do what I was trying to do. But when you're trying to actually have a product like truthsmacks.com is, that's even more in, of an investment that you need. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much, Suzanne. That's truthsmacks.com. Evidently, now you can 
pay with cryptocurrency. I don't know if you have to. I guess I should have kept you on to get an answer to that. I, I, I imagine you're probably not using BitPay or something like that on your website at this point, or AnyPay has a WordPress plugin. But either way, go to truthsmacks.com if you want to find out more about it. They're, the reason they're called Truthsmacks, for those who haven't been paying attention, is that each bag has a number of truth-oriented quotes or freedom-oriented quotes on the back because there is also a freedom variety of Truth Smacks. And I'm, oh, I, I don't think that we've had those ones. The freedom variety ones? Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's just got different quotes on them. I don't know. Or maybe it's that the original flavor are the truth quotes and the peppermint infused are the freedom quotes. Hmm. I, I don't know. I'm not a big truth. I'm not a big, you know, trail mix kind of person. But that's what truth smex is. It's, it's trail mix. I don't run antivirus software. What I, I hated that about running an IT company, right? Like in any time a customer got hit with a virus, that that was always their first question. Well, I thought I had an antivirus, right? Which is like the equivalent of you know asking how, how did you get HIV if you always used protection, right? It's okay. These things are not foolproof or whatever, mm-hmm. and just you know that's what people tend to think when they when it comes to antivirus. It's, it's bloatware at this point. It's feel good software that just slows your computer down and achieves absolutely nothing. You know what's really fun? When I was maybe like 14 or something, I downloaded an antivirus software that turned out to be a virus. Hmm. And I'm like 14 years old, not really knowing any better. And I'm like, oh, this sounds like a great idea. I should download some antivirus software because I'm like using LimeWire and stuff like that. Sure. And it totally gave me a virus. And it was... Yeah, so I learned my lesson. So what is the point? Why do people want to give other people's computers viruses and what do they get out of it? Well, ransomware is the most popular one these days. It encrypts your files and you're like, hey, give me some cryptocurrency and I will decrypt your files for you. And in my experience, having dealt with this in the past for clients, they do decrypt your files. I don't know if this is still true because now there's a lot of imitators and stuff like that and... Mm -hmm. You know, initially in the early days, they had to have a good reputation of, hey, if you actually paid the ransom, they would decrypt your files. Otherwise, no one would ever pay the ransom, right? Ian always says, Linux doesn't get viruses. Well, that's the same thing they used to say about Apples, too. That was Hmm. like the thing about Apples, like, oh, they don't, they have really good um, virus protection. I mean, that's true for Windows now as well, since Microsoft Security Essentials came along with Windows Vista, and now they have um, an actual Windows Defender and stuff like that. But there was there were antitrust reasons that were keeping Microsoft from being able to write an antivirus because you got to Microsoft knows what their operating system should. Well, no, they don't. Microsoft are idiots. But Mm-mm. in general, you know, you would expect a corporation to know what its operating system is going to be doing at any given moment. So they would be the best ones to write antivirus software for that operating system. But I don't remember the specifics, but it was something, some kind of antitrust nonsense that was preventing them from doing it. And wow. they used some backdoor through Microsoft Security Essentials or something. The I government keeping us safe. Yeah, essentially that. <laughs> But there, there are ways. I mean, just like I'm, I'm running Windows 10 now. I've been running it for a long time. I, I'm sure Windows 10 gets viruses, but I don't. I'm not doing anything particular to try to keep myself safe from viruses or anything like that. You know, I used to do, download plenty of torrents and stuff like that. But you know, if you're downloading um, Halloween Kills or whatever, and you find you know it's 134 megabytes, I that's probably not the movie, and it's mm. probably just a virus. You know. 
Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. The United States, they had to be, uh, you know, pushed in until they admitted that they had an NSA. But the NSA just spies on Americans, right? It would be weird if we had a... Uh, maybe we do, but it would be weird if the NSA had like a stated mission on of spying on other countries. They probably do. Oh, sorry, Nikki. I was just saying they probably do. It's not, I think the CIA is for spying on other countries, right? Yeah, well, and the NSA spies on Americans, if I remember correctly. Do they admit that, though? This, which part? Uh, the CIA goes out and well, I guess they're gathering intelligence. They just hide it behind the word intelligence. Yeah, I, I think it's well known that the CIA is out there spying on the Russians and the Chinese and the Iranians. And, well, that's how they keep us safe, right? Well, that's how they create worldwide shenanigans, at the at the very least. I, I, I don't think I've what been made safe. Other countries, bad. United States government, good. Well, that's oh, right. I forgot. Yeah. That's certainly what the U.S. propaganda would like us to believe, right? But when I look at these... These evil monsters allying themselves against one another. I just don't see any good guys in the in the picture here. It's one evil organization fighting another evil organization. That's one of the things that always confused me about pestilence. I mean, Mark Edge, when he went on this anti-Chinese rampage, it wasn't really a rampage, but he became very anti-China for a very long time. When was time. this? Um, it was shortly before the raid. Whenever but, all the okay. other conservatives did. Every government throughout human history and every government in the world today requires the consent of their citizens. Even the Chinese government requires its people to consent to the rule of that government. Now, it's true that they're not, whether they want to consent, they're consenting because they may or may not have a choice, which isn't really consent. But every government persists because its people have not revolted against it yet. Yeah, I I hate to immediately feel extremely pessimistic whenever people say yeah well if we ganged up against the government because it is true if if we ganged up i mean not ganged up if we stood up for our own rights then the government would have no power it's just that it seems so out of reach with the average state of people's minds nowadays because of the government indoctrination from public school to television to pretty much every single thing people consume and people are cowards i I think that gets overlooked a lot people 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 are chickens, they're cowardly, and I really wish I could say what I think about the average people, but I think about the, the 9-11 hijackings and the, the fact that, you know, uh, like three or four terrorists took over these airliners filled with perhaps hundreds of people who mm. sat there knowing that they were about to die. You know, it's nice to have conversations with people that disagree, and maybe I could learn something from it. Maybe they could learn something from it. I think the most boring thing on earth is libertarians talking to conservatives and and conservatives thinking they're basically a libertarian, and the libertarian being like, "Oh yeah, I guess I." No, I, I don't think there's any. I really, really can't stand the fact that I, I don't even want to call myself a libertarian anymore because basically that word means conservative. Basically, the word libertarian colloquial, colloquial. 
I can't Colloquially. Say that. Yes. Means that is a conservative. Mouthful, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I it can, is. I I feel like the term libertarian has become very watered down. Yeah, that, that's why like, I usually say anarchist. But I yeah. I get that there's like bad connotation. But that's not honestly those people's uh you know problem for not knowing what a word means and thinking it means something it doesn't. So I don't really care what other people think. I feel the most like an anarchist. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also don't really care if I offend people or if I say something to describe myself and they don't really understand it. Again, like you said, that's their problem, not mine. Yeah, most people don't read. I find it's helpful to to use jarring language because, you know, if you tell people I'm a voluntarist or whatever, they're not going to know what that means either. And they're not mm-hmm. going to know what anarchist means either. But when, when you say anarchist, you know, that hits them in a way that the word libertarian or voluntarist or menarchist or whatever won't hit them. When a conversation comes up, I'm probably going to get involved in a discussion about it. The thing is, I know I'm not arguing because I, if you know a fact and you present it to another person, whether they accept it or not is really not my problem. And I just like to spread truth. So, Well, and I'm not necessarily saying don't argue with people online. Definitely argue with people online if that's what you want to do. I mean, it's fun but I, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, but I think people should also be... Like, it doesn't make any sense to argue about things online, but to not be living that message. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's like, what's the point? My favorite one was after the recent uh, Libertarian Convention in Reno where, like, the Mises Caucus takeover happened, and then suddenly there's all these Libertarians on Twitter and Facebook, you know, burning their their little membership cards and talking about how the party <laughs> is dead and all this stuff. I'm just like, this... I, I almost... I pity them because, like, man, this... These poor misguided souls, this crap really meant a lot to them. Like, yeah. they really cared about this stupid convention about these pedantic autists Aww. down there in Reno, Nevada. Like, it was a big deal to them. And I'm looking around here at New Hampshire where, like, libertarians are actually doing stuff and achieving stuff where we just had a constitutional amendment proposed that would allow the people of New Hampshire to vote on the idea of peaceful independence. And then I look at them arguing about whether or not they want to have the word is in this particular plank or that particular plank. And it's the, the kind of people who love that Robert's rules of order nonsense. Yes. You, you people keep doing your thing, that weird thing down there in Nevada. Terrorists are using encryption to keep themselves hidden from the FBI or whatever. So we need these back doors to it. That was, that was the excuse they've always used. And I mean, that they used with Apple and others. I, I don't remember exactly who, but I, They've certainly done it in the past. There's things like VeraCrypt and things like that. Um, some models of Android phone will allow you to encrypt the entire device. Some won't. Uh, as I understand it, it's, it's not a feature on my latest phone, but phones I've used in the past allow me to encrypt them. So I, I don't know if it's just a, a thing where Samsung was like, okay, government, yeah, we're sorry. We, we won't allow people to encrypt their phones anymore. I have no idea. Right. And at the moment, I'm not legally able to look into it in the first place. And it's kind of irrelevant to me at this point anyway. But it, there there aren't a lot of good options. Signal and Telegram, we we got the file that was released by the FBI. And it was it, it was publicly available. It's not like we here at Free Talk Live, someone gave us us or anything like that. No, it was on the Internet. You know, the FBI leaked it. And I think the New York Times covered it. The Washington Post covered it. So it was out there. Mainstream media was talking about it. And it listed all of these different apps and stuff like that and how secure they were and what the FBI could and couldn't get from them. It was like kind of like a training document that they it put was, out yes. for other FBI agents. And as it turned out, uh, Signal and Telegram were 
essentially tied. There were you could get timestamps from one of them, and you could get something else from the other, but you couldn't get the message contents or anything like that from either Signal or Telegram. Today. I had my privacy completely violated just because my boyfriend's under federal indictment. Isn't that like completely illegal? Like I don't understand how it's legal. I never signed anything saying anytime my boyfriend's parole officer wants to come over, she can get a tour of the house, open the bedroom door I'm in and just step in there and stare at me. Like what the hell? I did. Why is that legal? That shouldn't be legal at all. I mean, well, I mean, it is complicated, right? Uh, but Ian doesn't want to be under the subject of these conditions either. And I, I, I'm subject to the same conditions. I don't want to be subject to them either. That said, if, if someone is living with me and they don't want to be subject to those, those conditions, then regrettably, one of us has to move. But I lived with him before the government decided to start. I, I, I feel you. Like investigating <laughs> our house for no reason. Well, either, either way, they just shouldn't be doing it. You know, they shouldn't be violating his privacy either for whatever made up reason they want to. Yeah, he hasn't been proven guilty of anything and they're already violating his rights. So you're right, Nikki. It is a violation of rights. uh, That's absolutely certain. I I will say that, you know, as far as federal cops go, the supervising officer that I have has been really cool about the whole thing. Right. That's good. Yeah. The history of Hong Kong, as I understand it, was that it was sort of taken over by the british i i don't know exactly they bought it from china i i don't know but there was a 99 year lease on it or something like that which expired a few years ago because of hong kong's unique city-state property they had a lot of freedoms that weren't present in the rest of china like economic freedoms it was you know one of the freest economically free places in the world but now it's being reincorporated back into China. And I imagine it's a bit of a culture shock for the people in Hong Kong. Tell us tell us what's going on here, Bonnie, because they're trying to suggest that it was never a British colony. Yes, um, they're going to start brainwashing their kids to believe that. Um, this is from The Guardian. It says, New Hong Kong textbooks will claim the city was never a British colony. New Hong Kong textbooks will teach students that the city was never a British colony after an overhaul of a school subject that authorities have blamed for driving the pro-democracy protests. So they're they're blaming the school subject. I don't know which subject it is. I guess it's the subject that it used to be a British colony. So knowing the history that it used to be a British colony makes these people more inclined to be pro-democracy and pro-freedom just look it up sometime martin luther quotes on reasons some of them are vicious wow right i mean it's weird because i thought that he was pro-logic and reason because he didn't want people to have to just take the word of the pope for what the bible says so what the heck like why would he be anti-reason i don't know Uh, the christianity has such a weird confusing history that you know it's it's well beyond the ability of the show to really dive into it. Yeah, I don't know enough about it. I remember someone at, at the Soapbox Idol from 2021. That's an event that happens at the Pokemon Freedom Festival. You can find it at freestatenh.com on youtube or whatever they have a video of it where someone you know they alluded to christian history and these are three minute rants right they, they wanted to go into this history about wine drinking and protestantism and catholicism yeah, and we're sitting there like dude this uh-uh no it's a flop it's a dud get this out of here you cannot take this 
1,500-year-long history and condense it into a three-minute rant and expect that to resonate with anyone. What was the point? What was like their main point? Do you even know? I don't remember. No, oh. no. <laughs> there was none. Well, I mean, there probably was, but it's not a good one. Yeah, but I mean, the, it is a complicated history, and you know, I, I understand. Why the Chinese government doesn't want people to have critical thinking skills. That's what I love about the Chinese government. I hate them because they're <laughs> evil, but they're honest. Remember a few weeks ago when you guys mentioned um, at Burger King they were doing the, the, the Whopper with two top buns or two bottom buns? Oh, yeah. On the fried Whopper. Yeah. I forgot about that, actually. I, I tried very hard to forget about that. <laughs> what, you didn't, you didn't go and buy one? No, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, the right? The two tops? Whopper. And, Does that I mean, make sense? That's exactly it, right? Anyone who knew anything about the LGBTQ community would have said, hey, uh, that's not how it works. <laughs> You're going to have a bad time. <laughs> but Burger King, in, in their virtue signaling nonsense, apparently didn't have a single gay person on the, <laughs> on the focus group that greenlit this nonsense. Because they would have just been like, hey, no, what you want then is a top and a bottom bun. That, that, <laughs> that's how you make a complete burger. <laughs> and it, yeah, so yes, I remember it. Um, yeah, so I went to Burger King. I went to my local Burger King and I got the Impossible Whopper and I said, can I get it the Pride Month style? And the woman just looked at me very blankly and kind of blinked and she's like, what's that? So, <laughs> um, Dude, I, I found that- myself. I don't eat a lot of fast food, but I'm sort of tempted now to go to Burger King and like order Whopper. I'm like, oh, can you make it extra gay for me, please? <laughs> They're actually buying up a new bill for the ordinance against drag racing. Um, I guess they had one before, but they're clearly defining what the fines are. It's going to be $300 for drag racing and up to 90 days in jail. Is drag That's racing, nothing. Is drag racing legal in New Mexico? Well, I was I was kind of wondering. I mean, they must have had something kind of hazy, like it really wasn't like really definite, exactly worded. Like, um, well, speeding doing, is like, speeding, right? Yeah, yeah, right. I I think so, but they're including like donuts, doing donuts, or doing uh, things that that's not really drag racing, though. Road. Yeah, yeah, at minimum, including I'm... that. Yeah, they're putting all of that into the ordinance. They could actually. Make it illegal. I Correct think me if I'm wrong, though. Fine. But, like, at minimum, mm-hmm. doing a donut in the street would require, at some point, you to be going the wrong way in the wrong lane, right? And that's already well, against the law, right? Well, it, but I, I, I have, that's, that's not peculiar. That's a very funny thing about Albuquerque is that they actually had to conjure up a new ordinance for all of this to include all this. and, and they I, ha- put, put that. I just want to make sure I'm under... The city of Albuquerque, the the desert sun has baked your brains to the extent where you felt it was necessary to write a city ordinance making it illegal to drive a vehicle on the wrong side of the road. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.